like why don't we connect now on this like deeper moment in this deeper level because I get what you're going through kind of deal yeah that's actually a really good point and like for me it's like my situation is a bit interesting where like I am doing swimming I had swim lessons but then I also had my online platform and then I opened up my Facebook community to do like online like quick five minute live workouts to keep the community kind mm -hmm. of engaged so Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that would help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhira. Welcome to episode number 50 with Coach Ola and today's episode and end guest is a very exciting episode to talk about which is for the swimmers and mental health and you guys all know how huge I am on mental health and now it's even more special for me to come and talk about it for the swimmers and the swimming world. Today's guest is Abby Fish, who founded Swim Like a Fish in 2019 after 25 years plus of success in competitive swimming. From qualifying for the Olympic trials to working at a USA swimming headquarters and coaching at the race club, Abby has been on all sides of the sport. She is a University of Georgia double dog where she swam and graduated with her MS and BS degrees. Abby continues to further her knowledge on stroke mechanics by studying, researching, and staying on top of the newest trends on technique. Abby has worked with clients as young as 5 and up to 90 years old. She believes that anyone with a heart to train can and will benefit from technical advice. Yes, and I'm so excited because we talked about how she got into it and the reality of anxieties and mental health on the rise for the swimmers so that we can all come together support one another because it is very very true that being out of the water is actually challenging for a lot of us who are either swimmers swim coaches or people who love to be in the water without further ado let's welcome abby hey abby welcome to the show how are you today i'm doing well how are you Fine, thank you. It's so amazing to have you on. Last time we talked was an Instagram Live and it was really fun. So thank you for coming back as a podcast guest. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, tell us about yourself and what you currently do. So I am a virtual swim coach. And a lot of people when they hear that at first are like, what? But yeah, basically I run an online business. It's called Swim Like a Fish. And to pun off my name, my name is Abby Fish. But yeah, basically I help people get faster on swimming through online courses, tutorials, and virtual education. I do a lot of video analysis within all of those three components. But my goal is to let people, no matter where they are in the world, have access to what I think is great content and good coaching so everybody can get faster. Yes. And what I love about you and why having you on my show is amazing because you're all about sharing your vulnerabilities and what I, that's what I like about as well. So now that we are with this coronavirus epidemic, how has it been so far with you and swimming with dry land? <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's obviously been tough. I think I am blessed with like 
you know, just the ability to work online, which a lot of people, I think our, our world is learning about the online realm right now and learning what virtual education, health, and meetings are all about. But some people haven't been there. So it's kind of cool to see that wave and that trend happening. So I still have a job, which is which is good. I know other people are, you know, out of out of sorts in that regard or maybe stressed about money. So I'm very thankful for that at this moment. It's still been hard. I do coach a club team with swimmers that are like 11, 12, and we've been out of the water for close to almost three weeks now. So it's just a matter of like kicking people out of what their normal routines are and then facing some adversity with what we did not expect this to be. I'm trying to make the best choices for myself and for others at this time trying to help as much as I can in regards to swimming, the swimming community, and then also just like my direct neighbors and isolating myself from, from the world. Yeah. I'm one of those people that's like financially, like (laughs) struggling because like, you know, you said you have a a job and like my other job was also swimming, but then the pools got closed, the gym got closed. And then now it's like, Oh crap. (laughs) So it's definitely stressful on that end a lot, but I want to ask you also, like, what was the most awkward thing that has happened to you throughout your swimming journey? Awkward thing? <laughs> I, I think my name in itself is kind of like funny because like I said earlier, my last name's Fish. And so it happened a lot when I was a young age group swimmer where I'd be standing behind the blocks and they, normally they, you know, the timers would ask you what your name is. So that way they know like you're getting into the right heat in the right lane. And you could always kind of tell with one of the timers, most of them are parents. They like look at my name and they look at me and they look down on their sheet and look at me again. You're like, <laughs> they want to say something. They like want to ask me if that's my real name. And I was like 12. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's my real name. Like I haven't changed my name as a 12 year old to have the last name of fish. So it happened all the time, but it was one of those things towards the end where I was like, are you serious? Like, is this still a thing? It, yeah, it was a thing my whole career. Yeah, you know, it's actually funny because my name is Ola, but like in Arabic, it's pronounced Ola. And so like ever since I came to the United States in like 2001, I've been called like, oh, oh, like Ola. And then the little kids, when I became a little soccer coach, soccer shots, they're like, Olaf. And I'm like, it's Ola. <laughs> so I can relate a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, 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 no, for sure. Yeah. When did you start swimming then? 12 years old or I like? Actually, no, I started swimming when I was super young. I started swimming when I was four years old. So I emulated my brother and my brother started training on a club team. He's four years older than me. So he was eight. And yeah, my mom obviously took me everywhere because I was four. So when she was dropping him off to swim practice, I was like, why am I not going to swim practice? <laughs> so a lot of like what my personality is still like now. And so my mom was like, I mean, cause you're four, but I wanted to have the choice. And my mom, I think at first was a little reluctant towards it, but then she did let me decide whether I wanted to start swimming and yeah I did I basically started swimming at four years old and I didn't stop training like officially for like Olympics and whatnot until I was 25. So you did the Olympics because I I want to confirm if if that's true or not you did right or no? I've never gone to the Olympics I was training to go to the Olympics I tried out twice at Olympic trials. That's awesome. And yeah I fell short but it was the main the main pillar of what everything I was working towards when I was physically training. So how is Olympics like, because now obviously it's like canceled now, which is kind of sad for a lot of people and athletes, obviously, but like, how is the actual experience being in the trials? I think it's, I think it's tough. I mean, I think it's good from like a world health perspective and like the stress of the athletes 
then I mean like when you sorry like when you actually try out that no but I was like wondering like when you tried out how was the actual like atmosphere in the tryouts like when being against like all the other swimmers and the pressure family friends yourself how did you like manage it well I was super young when I first tried out I was just out of high school so I was 18 and so yeah I was I was a baby really and I didn't really understand that I think I I was heated like seated pretty highly and so I was excited to be kind of like a dark horse so I wasn't like a you know guarantee or whatnot but I had a shot and I think I didn't really hone in the mental component as well as I could have because I was young so it was kind of like an eye-opening experience to be surrounded by all these like what are you know professional athletes like even now but like a lot of times we have people that are swimming that they're even older but you know 25 26 year olds that this was their job (laughs) and it was my job too but I was still a kid at the same time so yeah I I dealt with a lot of pressure a lot of like insecurity and just like lack of confidence when I was there because I don't know I think I just got intimidated and then as I went through college I really like regained my confidence back up to like where it was when I first started kind of making my way into the swimming scene. And I, I capped off my career feeling a lot better about where I was and what I had completed and done versus, you know, where I sat like four years before. Yeah. It's awesome because like the, what you mentioned, like the insecurities at 25 years, 25 years old, you know, people would think, Oh, you should, you like, you would have it by then, but it's actually that age as well. Like when a lot of, you know, both men and women, like, kind of go through it, so. Yeah, yeah. So, like, as a fellow swimmer right now, what is the hardest thing to take in with having all the pools kind of closed out? I think, honestly, it's just keeping the morale high. I think a lot of people, especially the swimming world, love the Olympics. Like, we get more registrations (laughs) at USA Swimming post the Olympic year every year. Like, the one swim meet that people that don't care about swimming pay attention to. So, yeah, it's kind of weird to be like, okay, well, wait a second. No, we're not doing that. Wait a year. And then, like, now don't train (laughs) um, because you can't go to the pool. But, like, be positive. Be happy. Like, stay safe. So I think it's just a matter of, like, as I was saying prior to, like, the Olympic trials experience, like, this is just such a weird time for people. And if I was a swimmer right now and like my goal was to make the Olympic team and I had trained for the last four years for a meet that was supposed to happen in two months and I was out of the water for three weeks, not knowing if that meet still would have happened. I think mentally I would have been going like bananas because I would have been so stressed and just not sure. And like my confidence would have been wavering. I mean, I just, I don't know unless you've ever been on that level of the sport or you are not a swimmer at all if you could truly understand like the amount of time you spend doing these things to try to make that team like it's it's unreal and I was talking to one of my friends who's a Paralympian last night about this I was like I just don't think others get it that haven't been in our shoes and she was like absolutely not so I'm really happy for the athletes that have the the extra year but it is kind of tough yeah I know actually like it's interesting that you mentioned that like even though I never tried for Olympics I'm actually kind of feeling it myself because I like I became a certified instructor last summer like in 2019 and I wasn't able to pass the Red Cross certification course like the WSI part so the instructor was like mm-hmm. you need to work on your strokes because I had it completely wrong like all the basic ones so I swam so hard and it was like Ramadan like fasting and I pushed my body so much for it 
and I became mm-hmm. a, a basic level, like not the butterfly, but just the basic level. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. what was the point of this? Like, why? Why did I go through all that pain again? <laughs> like, I went with yeah. it for a reason, but at the same time, it's like, I feel that the, I feel that the depression moment, like it's actually, you know, like people when they say depression, like it's it's a real like being down and stuff so yeah it's mm-hmm. definitely not easy mentally but like with yeah. your audience and your students and everyone that you work with for swimming how are you keeping up with their strokes on land like what kind of exercises are you doing or like mentorship and what have you yeah so I basically have like a group full group message with all my kiddos and their parents and we talk to them through this group message pretty much every day so there's just open communication I've been sending videos and different things for them too think about, talk about whether it's like repost stuff to Instagram or whatnot, just keeping them engaged has been huge. And then I've been running free dry land classes every day. I was calculating how long I've been doing this. It's been essentially since I think like two Fridays ago. So we just finished our 10th class before I hopped on this call. And that's just been good. I mean, it's, it's, it was in response to what's happening to like my world that's immediate. But then I realized, so I have this platform of like my online life. I might as well open it up to anybody who is, you know, dealing with the same thing. Cause it's what's interesting to me about this pandemic is like, I feel like when you're depressed or you're like going through something on your own, a lot of times like that isolation feeling was due to the fact that you don't think anybody else is dealing with what you're dealing with. And like, But at the end of the day, when you talk about a pandemic, everybody's dealing with this. So everyone's kind of struggling right now in in a weird way that can create a lot of connection and community and like vulnerability to like have a conversation of saying like, I know you're struggling with X, so therefore I can relate to you. And like, why don't we connect now on this like deeper moment and this deeper level because I get what you're going through kind of deal. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And like, for me, it's, like, my situation is a bit interesting where, like, I am doing swimming. I had swim lessons, but then I also had my online platform, and then I opened up my Facebook community to do, like, online, like, quick five-minute live workouts to keep the community kind mm-hmm. of engaged. So it's definitely important to keep them, like, active, like, because especially with swimming, once you're out of the water, it's going to get hard to come back into it. So mm-hmm. what is your favorite exercise, like, that, you've, that you think that you've been doing or that you found they like so far? I've been trying to adapt like on land exercises to yeah. like swimming motions. And I made some kind of just, they're, they're more videos just for fun, but funny. I, on the dry yeah. land stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to like incorporate our motions and breaststroke yes. kicks and different things. So it's like actual like swimming movements, And that's, that's turned out to be good. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody misses swimming. You can't really replicate swimming without having a pool, but you can do your best and you can make it fun and creative. And once again, just keep everybody or try to keep everyone as best as they can positive at this time. Yeah, very good. And actually, that's like, that's why I put my free course. When I did the Instagram live, we talked about like why I put the free course. And you're like, yeah, it's interesting because a lot of times people would think like you need a pool, but now it's interesting how the pools are closed. I'm like, Wow, I did not know this was coming, <laughs> but I put it anyways. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well it's super interesting. Yeah, small worlds. Anything that I should have asked you but I didn't. No, I mean I yeah, I, I'm glad to help in any way to you know, to you or anybody else that listens to this in regards to the swimming or, you know, mental health or even like from the free dry land perspective. But other than that, I you know, I'm glad to have spoken with you today and I appreciate the opportunity for being on this podcast 
Thank you. So like, well, since you mentioned like the mental health, like how are you, what are your mental tips that you are doing yourself or you, that you are teaching to your audience, like to stay mentally strong? Yeah. So this morning I kind of woke up feeling a little bit anxious. I think I, I deal with anxiety like outside yep. of the pandemic regularly. <laughs> yeah. And so it's something for me that I have to like keep in check and like kind of be like, yo, how you doing today? Kind of thing. And yeah, I really just needed some time this morning to be by myself. And I had a couple of friends. I have people, I have phone calls and like all these things that are still happening because my world is still running. But I was like, you know what? No, like I need to shut off my phone. I need to do some yoga. I need to just like breathe for a minute and take that time for me because then I'll be better later in the day or even tomorrow. So for me, I think it's just been a matter of doing like the self-care routine and exercises that I know that I prefer because everybody has preferences. And then knowing at those moments, like when to actually do them, because it's one thing to be like aware about like, oh, I should like meditate. But then if you never meditate, it really doesn't matter that you know what meditation is. It's like during those times where it's like, I need to take a step back. I need to be here for me and I need to show up better for others then like do it, you know, but it's harder when you're anxious to make those decisions. It's easier to do it when everything's good and everything's great. And you're, you're feeling, you're feeling good that day. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And like, we were supposed to record this like two days ago, if you remember. And I was like, thank God that you rescheduled it <laughs> because I myself was having a panic like mode attack like two days ago and stuff and like anxiety, like been waking up anxious and like so it's very it's very true and I think a lot of swimmers like since we're both like swimmers and our own levels might be going through mm -hmm. right now especially like you know whether like they're competing or not they might relate so thanks for sharing for anyone who is a swimmer or not and they're dealing with any form of anxiety like you know what Abby said find your way it could be meditation it could be like journal writing and I that's why I'm trying to bring in like mental health for the swimmers now because I feel like it's not spoken as much yet and I'm hoping that more swimmers can unite and like talk about their emotional well-being and how they're coping with it because it's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I love that mental health has actually become a topic of discussion in the swimming world. I feel like it's a almost yes. a very long overdue discussion to be had. Thank you for your time. Everyone, please follow Abby. So she's on Instagram as Abby, no, the fish, right? What's your username again? It's B, like T-H-E, and then A, fish, and then the number one. It's yes. basically like the Abby Fish one, but it's an A instead. Guys, make sure you tag both of us on social media, the Abby, so the A, the A, Abby, the A, fish number one, excuse me, on Instagram, and then right. B, fish for Akira on my account. Thank you for your time, Abby, and stay strong. You got this, girl. Yeah, you too. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Talk to you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review. You can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend. Be strong, be fit, be fit for Akhirah.